The Beatles do a little twist and shout to get you going on your Tuesday morning and another way to get my day going. The best way possible is to do an interview. And today I'm so happy. Katie Kerr is in with me this morning. She's the president of the Vasilopet this year. And John Larson, our mainstay Vasilopet guy, who this year, are you, John? Are you secretary? No, uh, you're a treasurer. Yes, treasure. treasure. And I know you've been on the board and done a ton of stuff over the years. For several years, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of that utility player, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you'll go on the trails and you'll do stuff. And oh, yeah. You just, yes. you made the mistake, John, of saying, hey, I'll help out. Yeah. That was, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> I Katie, said yes. Katie yeah. as well, so I'm not, no harm, no foul there. Neither of us can say no. No, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, what a great organization to be part of. And the 51st running of the Mora Vasa coming up this weekend. A ton of things happening. Maybe just really quick, and I'll let John do it just because I know Katie usually says, hey, if it's a history thing, have John mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> John, mm-hmm. could you just really quick give us kind of the background, somebody listening that's not aware of what the Vasilopet is. Sure. The Vasilopet, uh, Minnesota, is a sister race to the sister city of Morris, Sweden. Uh, the Morris, Sweden race commemorates the uh, chasing down of King Vasa when he was trying to rally his countrymen to defend themselves against the Danes. You know, those Danes always Hey, now nasty. be careful. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they created the race, uh, I, interestingly, 100 years ago, and we are in our 51st year. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and it, it uh, start, started out as a point-to-point race uh, organized by a group of people from the chamber. Um, and they, the, the idea was to bring some excitement to the town of Moore during the winter. And... Over the years, it, uh, it, it got to town, and we just found that uh, with our lack of unpredictable snow, unfortunately this year we're making up for it, making up for uh-huh. it the last five, <laughs> uh, we, we've in, uh, embarked on snowmaking, so we make our own snow, so we are guaranteed to have a race, but to try and do that over 90 kilometers of trail is just, uh, that's uh, uh, un, unable to, we're just no way you can sustain no. that. Uh, so we, we do make enough snow to cover a 15 to 18K loop. Um, this year we didn't have to, obviously. But, uh, uh, you know, so that's kind of where we're at with the snowmaking. It's quite an, an ordeal, um, and it just takes a lot of effort. And luckily we didn't have to do that this year. Yeah, the snow, Mother Nature provided the snow for sure. But then it has to be groomed, and there has to be things that happen to make it usable for a, a race of this size for sure. Correct. Yeah. And this year our big challenge was that that early heavy snow pushed a whole lot of brush that we otherwise wouldn't see right down on the trail. Yeah. I've uh, wore out my clippers trying to get all the brush off the trail. So. You know, they make something called a chainsaw. <laughs> yes, they do, but... It's hard to do the little stuff with I that. suppose. I'm trying to help you out, though. I know. I've Even got the lots ones of ideas. batteries now. They're really yeah. uh, handy, for sure. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit. There are so many things that are going to be happening. And I know I was kidding with you two off the air that they were setting up the tent. So Schoberg and Holmstrom is right at the corner of Forest and Union in downtown Mora, right? And there's an open space, basically, on the other side of Forest and obviously Union. And that's where they set up the big celebration tent, is what they call it. So it's a huge tent, and this time of year to set a tent up, first you had to get all the snow out of that spot. That's a whole other ordeal. All I heard, I think, a week and a half ago, beep, beep, 
I mean, because every time he was backing up doing a load of snow, right? Yep. But they've got it started. They don't have the walls on it yet, but they did a great job to get things kind of set up. What are some of the things, Katie, I'll I'll ask you, what are some of the things that happened with the tent and, and I guess, other things as well? Yeah, so... Well, the main, I mean, I think the main reason we have the tent is so our skiers can, you know, be warm after they're done skiing and come in for some shelter. We have our award ceremony in there. They can get their lunch in there. Um, But we also have a lot of other community events planned for the tent. So new this year is bingo in the tent on um, starting tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, Bingo is from six to nine, dinner um, and food will be served from five on um, by the Crystal Barn Grill. Thursday is our big tasting event, which is a taste of Vasalope. It's craft beverages um, from 40 different locally produced beer, wine, and cider um, um, vendors. And then MS Pizza will be there with food. Friday is starts the art show, but that's that's obviously not in the tent, but um, that's one of the events happening. Um, and then there's a band that night um, in the tent. Um, the covers. The covers. It's yes. a free event, yes. so if you're a, a person who likes to dance, it's a good thing yep. to come out. For and us. just hear live music, Starts which is seven. so fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so just some. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things, other things going on too, but. Yeah. yeah, that's the tent part of it, especially, yes. is what we're talking about. Yeah. And I know I did mention that uh, yesterday we had Dee Kataska talking about oh, the Kanabic County Area Art Association. They are set up in the library basement, mm-hmm. and they have uh, all kinds of amazing artists that will be showing their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know last year she said it was so cold last year that people, normally they opened a little bit later, but they're at the door at 9 o'clock. Can we just come in to get warm? Because <laughs> the library basement's right where the trail comes up from the yeah. lake. And so they have changed their hours and they're trying to be more accommodating in that way. Yeah, and we're happy to have the tent back just for those spectators, too, that need to warm up. It's a good idea. And it just brings kind of a central vocal point at Mm -hmm. the south end of town there to be able to come and do some different things. We are lucky this year, uh, according to the forecast, we're not going to be below zero. Yes, that'll be helpful. I Um, mean, it looks like single digit uh, Friday night, but into Saturday morning, it's going to warm up nicely. Nothing like that. It was extremely cold last year. Yeah, it was pretty brutal last year. (laughs) No doubt about it. A couple things I noticed just as a change up this year and just... I shake my memory up. I've done the Vasalopa start for many, many years with KBK in the old days, too. And we'd always be up there at 8 o'clock and races would start. It seems like the classic started like at 9. Am Correct. I right on that? Yep. So there's been some changes mm-hmm. to this, what's happening this Saturday and Sunday. Why don't we go over those specifics here? Sure. Do you want to talk about I, the I races? can do that, yes. Uh, so we, we do have, on Saturday, we have two main races happening, the Vasa and the Dala. Uh, they start simultaneously at 10.30. Uh, we push the start time back because we realize we don't need as much time during the day to get everybody in um, because we've split the races. That was the one good thing that came out of COVID that has stuck. Um, we have racing on two days. Uh, so the, the Dala and the Vasa start at 10.30. The bell ringer starts at 11.30. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Eleven thirty, mm-hmm. um, and the bell ringer is a thirteen to fifteen k race for people who are not quite up to the challenge of the big races. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have quite a number of elites coming for the Vasalopet and for the uh, Dalalopet, so that's exciting. That's going to be some awesome racing. So it didn't. It used to be a fifty-eight k was the longest was race, the longest right? Race, when we started yeah. up at Warman. So now I noticed, like the freestyle. 
uh, for both of us on the dollar. Basically, the one's 48 and one's 34, so one's just a little longer than the other. Correct. Okay. And that's the difference. That's kind of, I don't want to say the main races, but those are those. And then on Sunday, though, because a lot of people look forward to the classic style as well. Correct. So tell us about that a little bit, John. So on Sunday, we have, we've separated out the classic uh, event, and we've put them on their own day. Um so that the trail can be groomed a little differently with with multiple tracks instead of just a single track. Great idea. And yeah, it's uh, the skiers love it because those of us at Classic, uh, it's nice to be able to choose a track and be able to get around uh, slower skiers or to allow faster skiers to pass you without having to give up the track. Right. Um, right. And so that takes place again at ten thirty on Sunday. Both races, the long Classic, which is forty two k, and the shorter Classic, which is twenty one k. Um, will go out at the same time. And that's a that will work so well. That does. And the, like I say, the skiers just love that. And we did that mainly because of COVID to separate, to decrease the number of racers on the course at any one time. Sure. And, and the skiers overwhelmingly suggested that we continue that process. They really like having that separate day for classic only. Well, and I think it takes a little pressure off volunteers and everybody else to have these races. You know, for years and years, it was all on Sunday. It was all the main day. And that was great. I'm not criticizing it, but, you know, you live and learn, right? And separating these out and having the two separate days, I think, is brilliant. And I think the mini lopet for the kiddos, so many people love that, too. And that's going to start at 1.30, but that actually starts at the elementary school, not downtown here, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, it, it starts and ends at the elementary school. Okay, and that's so, one thirty on Sunday, just to clarify. And they'll have award, uh, award ceremonies for all this, which is very cool. Again, that's where the tent comes in. Yes. So, so many uses for that. Right, yep. So we'll have we'll have our um, podium <laughs> and, and things for, for skiers to come and get their Dalla Horse Awards. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to what we what we were doing before COVID. Absolutely. And it's, you know, last year was the 50th anniversary and we had so many plans to just, you know, blow it out, so to speak. Well, we can do some of that this year, uh, a year later, now that we have the tent and we can do things a little differently. Right. It, it's, uh, it was really challenging to try and host an event and not turn into a super spreader. Right. Yeah. We just yeah. don't want to do that. No. And things are still, we know, we know we're not over this, but we're just handling things a little bit differently now. Right. A little better handle on things. Before I let you guys uh, get on with your day too, there are some other events that maybe we can just, we have a few minutes here again in conjunction with the Vassalopit week is what I like to call it. They, they keep talking about the Super Bowl. I'm all about the Vassalopit <laughs> here. Right. So there's some things. Now they, they've done an Italian uh, pasta feed. Gosh. And as a fundraiser, for, as long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah. And tell us where that's happening. Yeah, so that'll be Friday night at Kev's Depot. It's from 4 to 7. Yep. And it's a great fundraiser, fundraiser for Mayra. For Mayra. Yep. yep, and that's the Mora Area Youth Association, so it goes for a great cause. Um, again, the band you talked about, the covers, a community party. John mentioned that. will be at the celebration tent. Um, talk about the Masons doing their pancake and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so they're they're back doing their pancake breakfast. Um, they'll be doing that both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I believe it starts at 8 a.m. Um, I think the wives um, of the Masons, the Eastern Star Group, is also going to be doing a chili um, lunch 
at the Mason Lodge oh, on okay. Saturday, starting at noon as okay. well. So yeah, come on out and enjoy some pancakes or chili. <laughs> and support that group yep. as well. They appreciate yep. it. And the radio show at the Paradise Theater, I know John has a little connection with that. <laughs> Correct, because, uh, you know, volunteering for one highly needy organization <laughs> just isn't enough for this family. Not for the, not for the Larson family, <laughs> that's for sure. And yeah, yeah the Vassalopin Radio Hour will take place again this year live and in person in the uh, historic Paradise Theater. Um, we will be streaming it live also as well the uh, races will be streamed live I'm glad uh, you mentioned days. that. So. Okay, so where did, did they go to, I know the Vassalopet website, right? Vassalopet.us uh, or no? Well, we have a, we have a Vassalopet YouTube channel. YouTube, okay. Uh, which is, is one place. Also the Vassalopet and Paradise Facebook page will carry the, the uh, radio show. Okay, that is so neat they're doing that. And I know last year I remember seeing some amazing uh, drone video. And I'm hoping they'll be able to pull some of that off. Not for the not, not for the not radio for the live. show. Well, and not for the live event. <laughs> okay. uh, we have a hard time getting the drone the feed to work. To stay connected right? to the, the. But after yeah. the fact, you can get those pictures where. And there's something about drone man where they can go down and they pull back and you can see the. Ra- it's just right. phenomenal. It's, it's pretty exciting. It is. It's very um, cool. They can offer those extra things. That's the joy of technology, I guess. Yep. Absolutely. And anything else we want to touch on there, kiddos? You know, I'll just reiterate that the the award ceremony, which is three o'clock on Saturday and two o'clock on Sunday, where they they the racers will receive dollar horses. Uh, you know, many of many race events they give away, you know, kind of nice little trophies, and um, the ski community especially just covets the dollar horse, and they are probably one of the most uh, sought after trophies um, in the ski community. At large, I've heard people say that they prefer their dollar horse. They're more more honored with their dollar horse than they are with the awards from other large races. So. That's very cool. Well, they're, aren't they? They're done by artists here locally, right? Or uh, no, no. We we purchase them from the factory. You do okay. Um, and then Karen Larson does do lettering on them, so they okay. are they are labeled with the appropriate year. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of then, because I know, and I think there was one year where they had, didn't somebody make some horses too? This is not maybe necessarily for trophies, but they had, it seems uh, to me there was something back in the day. There used to be a elementary class that did some dollar horse work. Okay, but maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. But either way, it makes it unique to Mora, and that's mm-hmm. what we want to do. And our sister city in Sweden, where all this started up all those years ago, and I'm sure King Voss will be there on his skis, uh, skis from like 100 years ago that he's out there doing his thing. And it brings that lore. You know what I equated it with this morning is I was thinking about Puxatawney Phil and that whole crazy thing that started out there (laughs) in Pennsylvania. No, but I was really thinking about history and how people are incorporating that into communities so that not only we keep it alive, but it, it creates this excitement for people today and it draws us to our past. And I think that's so important. And the Slope, it's a big part of that for us. You right, know? and it's it's all volunteers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got th- our dedicated board is is amazing, but we also have a lot of people that step up from yeah. that aren't on the board. I mean, there's all the Lions Club. The the Wellia has a large contingent of people. Uh, you know, we've mentioned the Masons and the and Myra and other groups. Uh, I've got school children singing the national anthem. Um, 
you know, it's just honor society kids just helping out in a variety of different areas. And it's so important. And really, and uh, we have to thank city of Mora and also Canaba County because actually Mm -hmm. union street is a Canaba County road and there's snow that goes down and snow that has to be taken away. And it's a huge endeavor just to make that happen. Correct. So, I mean, it is, it's truly a community effort, 51 years and you two are a big part of it right now. So I so appreciate your time and we'll be broadcasting Saturday morning from 10 to noon for KBK. And I'm hoping I can grab you guys as busy as you'll be. Maybe we can have some chats along the way in that two sure hour enough. time frame. I look forward to it. Thanks to Katie Kerr and also John Larson for your help this morning. Thank you, Robin. Appreciate See you it, on the guys. finish line. Happy yeah, trails. Absolutely.